Man, this episode we can already talk about. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot in this episode, so we're going to kind of go brisk, kind of briskly. You know, briskly. Well, you know, we'll just go. We'll just. Uh, did you did you say briskly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I just want you to know how that sounded to me, briskly. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Welcome. To the Vino and Convo podcast with Fletcher and Couch. Yes. My name is Howard Fletcher, and I'm here with my partner in the pit, Aaron Couch. That's me, people. How you doing, Aaron? Man, I am chilling, man. Yeah, we got something uh, new today here to uh, sip on, I see. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, We'll get to that. What we do is, for those of you who are first-time listeners, uh, we're going through 60 episodes of The Wire. And in each episode, we are going to be sipping on a bottle of wine from the DMV mm-hmm. or a bottle of wine that you all might send to us, hopefully one of these days. We're well, still waiting. We're, yes, we're, but we got we got some people knocking at the door. So Good, good. good. Yeah. We are on episode eight. And episode eight, the title of episode eight is Lessons. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and there are a lot of lessons in this particular show um, in this episode, especially not only with the police officers, but also with the uh, with the kids as well. OK. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I'm trying to get to that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me share with, let me share with everybody the wine that we're going to be sipping on today. Right. And then we'll jump right into those kids. OK. Man. <laughs> OK. Today's wine is a 2014 uh, Cab Franc from Bordy Vineyards. Bordy is one of the oldest. It's the oldest vineyard that produces grapes to make wine. And it's one of the oldest winemakers in the state of Maryland. It's in Hyde's, Maryland, which is in Baltimore County. So this is the closest winery, the the one we've been closest to West Baltimore. You think you think Avon got a piece of this uh, particular winery? Hey, I don't know. I know Stringer probably would have won. Uh, yeah, that, I know. Because, you know, he's always trying to floss. Yeah, definitely. So we'll get back to the wine later on in the break. But now, let's, oh, and one more thing. At the beginning of each episode, there is a quote that's highlighted by one of one of the characters in the, in the uh, show. Yeah. This week, it's one of the more classic quotes of, of The Wire. Mm-hmm. Come at the king. You best not miss. You best not miss. And that's from Omar. Uh, and, and and Omar Omar takes his stuff to supreme Jedi level on this episode. So uh, yeah, it, it was this is dope. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. So uh, you want me to start? Or do you want to jump on those kids? Look, 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 let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead. Now, first of all, let's let's talk about the first group of kids. Let's talk about Michael and Sean McNulty. As junior detectives at the, at the opening of the show, that that had me crying, man. I was laughing so hard, man. I was like, McNulty has got these kids already in the game. I'm like, no wonder <laughs> they were in the back seat when they went to go pick up uh, Omar the first time. He they know the game, man. They he had them to follow Stringer, yeah, and yeah. The, you know to get his car at to get the license plate and all that, man. And they knew the routine. That was so that that was a that was the ultimate 
father son moment right there for me, man. That was that was cool, bro. That hey, was real cool. For those of you who haven't watched the episode, uh, but know Baltimore, McNulty's out on a probably a Sunday, a weekend mm-hmm. with his kids at the Northeast Market. Yep. And uh, it's one of those big farmers market type situations indoor, and uh, they see Stringer Bell. McNulty sees Stringer Bell, mm. so he tells his sons to do what's called a was a front and follow. Front and follow, yeah, yep, yep. Front and follow, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can take it from there. And when, so what do they do? They 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 they, they executed it to a T. And in other words, you have one kid keeping an eye on him, see where he moves, while the other one would follow and, and stay behind him. And then they would they would switch off in that position and every other time. And watching them do that was fantastic because even when Dad lost track of the kids, he knew that they didn't lose track. A stringer. That's and how well they did it. They lost him. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. That's that was so cool. That I mean, Dad was like, Dad had to get on the intercom in the in the mall. Yeah, and say, uh, 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 Michael and uh, Sean McNulty, you need to report after something said. But I just said, damn, okay, he's teaching them the game already. I think that was just so cool, man. Yeah. Well, what he was able to get was Stringer's the license plate of the car Stringer was driving. Yeah. Because. Stringer, like Avon, mm-hmm. they don't own anything. Yep, nothing. You know? nothing. So when you see him in a car, someone else owns it. If they're staying at a place, then someone else's name is on the title. Yep, yep. So he gets a license plate from that, and that's the how the show opens. Mm. We, that was so cool, man. I had to rewind that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just did. I said, let me start this over. I mean, I just I love how the kids are just feeding off of him and how well they did it. Well, one might say that McNulty's kind of a – Reckless parent. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you know what? You might say yeah, that. Yeah, you might say that. However, you can't be reckless if you're good at what you're doing. Well, I understand that. But, you know, we <laughs> talked about uh, uh, last episode yeah. how he, um, you know, put him in the car with Omar to go down and identify Brandon's body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Omar's a straight up killer. Yeah. And hardcore then, killer. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And, uh, you know, then he's having him follow the lieutenant. Of the top drug dealer in West Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're not thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was kind of wild, but they, they did it. They, they're good. They're good. All right, meanwhile. Real good. <laughs> down at the precinct, got my boys, Herc and Carver, they're preparing for the sergeant's exam. Oh, gosh. You know, they are trying to better themselves, at least Carver is. Oh, man. Herc is reading a, a, a porno mag. Yeah, yeah, Herc is, Herc is kind of like... Fl- Kind of like Flash Carver's like, dude, why, why aren't you taking this serious, man? He, he just couldn't understand it at all, man. It was, it was it was wild. So they're in there studying. Yeah, but we also got Lester in there breaking down, you know, the action from last night, uh-huh. which was dope. I mean, Lester's impressed with uh, Avon, wouldn't you say, man? Well, that he's that he's impressed with Avon. Oh, they, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he talked about how they pulled the phones out. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that he was like, "Oh snap!" He said it was precise. It was on time. They they are they are going to act quickly on anything. And, so and that was dope. Yeah, yeah. So as a result, they're going to need to get up on those buildings and really watch to see what phones these guys are using. Yep. So from that meeting, it's a meeting of Lester, Prez, and Kima. Kima. Yeah. Prez comes out to tell Hurricane Carver, "Hey man, you got to get up on those." Uh, on those buildings. And they're looking at him like, who are you? You guys need to follow some of the boys out of the pit and see what they're using for pay phones. Excuse me, 
Is that a direct order? I'm just saying, if you want to follow these assholes from phone to phone, why don't you do it yourself? I'm in office, remember? Oh, right, right. They took your gun. For shooting your car. No, no, that was before. Oh, that's right. That was something else. Right. You believe this guy? Like, there are fucking stripes on his sleeve. You guys need to get up on those rooftops today. See what these mopes are using for phones. Uh, get get up and go. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Wallace, you know, he's all messed up because of the Brandon murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we saw that he's probably at this point is he suspected to be using. Mm-hmm. They, they don't and really know right now. They don't really know right yeah. now, but all this time, you know, Wallace has the the corn road braided up hair. Yeah. It's always tight. This time it's like it's, all messed it's up. It's all messed up. He's got yeah. half done. He's got he, he's looking he's looking like a broke down method man from uh <laughs> from that from one of my great one of the all-time greatest hip hop videos of all time. And but it, it's just like he looks tired. Yeah. The kid yeah. looks tired. Yeah, and this yeah. is the guy who just a couple episodes ago was getting everybody up to go to school. Yeah. And now he's sleeping late in the day. One of his uh, charges, one of the one of the little girls comes in and asks him for help mm. with a math problem, a word problem. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, looking at it. And in the middle of him helping her, Poot comes in to see what's going on with him. Why aren't you going to work today? Right. You need to come down to the pit. He just tells Poot he's done with it. And then he bums ten bucks off him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, again let me buy. How you gonna pay me back? You ain't working. How you man gonna pay? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. Right. But one of the the best part of the scene I like. Oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah. when uh, he asked the girl. Eight. Hey. Damn, Sarah. Look, Ojai. You work in the ground stash. Twenty tall pigs. Two fans come up to you and ask for two each. Another one cops three. Then Bodie hands you off ten more. But some white guy rolls up in the car, waves you down, and pays for eight. How many vials you got left? Fifteen. How the fuck you able to keep the count right? You're not able to do the book problem here. Can't be wrong. They fuck you up. I said, well, that's motivation. There's more, more pressure down the pit. <laughs> yeah, it's more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> the you fact know. that she said that was keeping it real, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's also sad that, 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 that that's how they're relating it, you know. But but hey, what else can you do? Yeah. 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 So Pooh tells uh, D'Angelo mm. about Wallace. He said, man, I think he's using it. He's, he's in there. He doesn't ever come out. Yeah. And D'Angelo said, well, just tell him to come down and talk to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. So hold, hold up. Real quick, though, because I think this was the fashion statement in the show. That shirt that D'Angelo had on right there, that, that shirt that he was wearing, man, mm-hmm. That was that was that was fly back in the day, man. Okay, that, I I don't recall it. You know, I man, don't. That, that was like that, I'll have to go back and that watch. That was like it. one of my that was like one of my specials back in the day. <laughs> so man, I was like that brought up memories right there. All right, man. well, well, that must have been uh, well that fits D'Angelo because I know he you know no he's always working his wardrobe always right? yeah. yeah yeah so always. I was like I said okay all right. Yeah, I'm, I said, I'm gonna be ready for you today, man. On the uh, on the wardrobe, yeah, and that yeah. one that stood out immediately. I said, "That's that's the wardrobe choice right there." Okay, but I digress. Okay, well, after mm-hmm. they had that conversation, mm-hmm. uh, Weebay, Stinkum, and uh, who, who's the other I, the other I, dude? I forgot the other cat, yeah, man. They they drive up. 
because it's Stinkum's birthday. It's Stinkum. Well, Stinkum, Stinkum has a promotion that they're gonna have to. That's that, right. That they're gonna celebrate. Yeah, yeah. And this is where you hear. This is where the true Baltimore comes out. Yeah. They want to. They want to take him. They want to take D'Angelo with them to this old celebration lunch. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Where are we going?" And he rolling. All right, then let's take a ride. Get beef one. Beef room. Where at? Pulaski, baby, the good shit. Get the car, man. Now Pulaski, Pulaski is a highway. Actually, there's not a place called Pulaski, mm-hmm. but there are a bunch of pit beef joints on this road. Right. And if you want to talk about, you know, every city has their cuisine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on that list for Baltimore is definitely pit beef. Pit beef. Yeah, yeah. Pit beef. And, 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 and damn, did he put enough hot sauce on he that? Mm. Still, though, made me want it, though. But I was like, damn, dude, you put enough on there, didn't you, man? Yeah. 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 So they get they get down to the joint. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Weebay, Weebay puts the hot sauce and horseradish and all that on, on his, on his uh, pit beef. Mm-hmm. Say, ain't no thing. You it was know. looking good, man. It was, oh, it was looking good. It, it was looking, look, how I was like, damn, all right, I got, I got to have this the next time I'm watching this episode. It was, it was looking good. But the, but the big thing in the scene is that he tells uh, the crew. D does. D'Angelo does. uh, What Orlando talked to him about. Man. Bringing him some, giving him some stuff, some cocaine from his connect that Uh, he could get off in the pit. Yeah. And. (laughs) They looked at him like, Uh, well, you might need to talk to uh, Avon about that, man. Yeah, yeah. I like like Weebay. Weebay kind of looks on the side eye. He looked with his side eye like, fool, really? Maybe maybe you should talk to your uncle about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then D'Angelo like, ah, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and I'm, you know, well, obviously this isn't D'Angelo's character. That's why he's who he is. Yeah, but, but like yeah, as no, I said, no, we went back. We was talk, We knew this was gonna happen. We knew it was gonna we happen. We knew this was gonna happen, man. We look. First of all, Orlando coming at him on the side. Why don't you take that shit straight to uh, to Avon? Because Avon doesn't want to do that shit. He started trying to fuck with those guys for a particular reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so you're gonna go to his nephew. What do you think he's gonna do? He's gonna run that shit up the flagpole and see. Yeah, yeah. and this would have been a perfect time for D'Angelo. It actually might have even be better than him going straight to Avon for him to kick it with those guys and say, look, this is what happened. Mm. Now, this is how I want to handle it because they want to, you know, to help him you out. You know what? That was a perp- You know what? That was, that was a very smart thing for D'Angelo to do it right there. Yeah. This- it, it was. I, that's, and, and, I, and I give him props on that. We talk about his decision making sometime. However, he doesn't do things. He, al- he seems to always ask. Yeah. In certain things. Why yeah. should we do this? Why should we do that? And this was a this was like the perfect time. Hey, look, fellas, Orlando came to me about this Jamaican, blah, 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 blah. And they said, he said, okay, great. Cause look, it just shows to them that D'Angelo is who he is. He's gonna be loyal to his uh uncle, but he ain't gonna do something too stupid. Well, yeah, yeah. he can't do something too stupid. Like I said, there could have been an angle. See, that's but again, D'Angelo's not Thinking like that. That's not who he is. No, no. He's just thinking about, hey, right. you know, he asked, Orlando asked me about this. What do you guys think? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. You, yeah, but, you know, if he'd come to them and said, <laughs> how can we, meaning Avon 2, the organization, how can we make money out of this situation? Right. That would have been better for him. Yeah. Instead know, of saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to try to do this side thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was just dumb. Yeah. That was just dumb, man. Yeah. 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 So, you know, they're on the wire. You're always on the wire, and and based on that information, and Sidnor, Sidnor on the roof. Oh yeah, they see uh, Big Lincoln. 
pull up. Oh yeah. To the towers, and guys come out, give them a big green. But the first ring. thing I noticed is who was driving the Lincoln Town car. Yeah, yeah. it was my man Day Day from the yeah. fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't recognize him at first until they brought him in. But yeah, I that's was, who it was. I was like, dude, as, yeah. soon, as, as soon as he pulled his head out, because because you know that's our that's our man from Dave Chappelle. You know, he's the one. Yeah. He's the one. You know, <laughs> in, he's in the truck. You're talking yeah. about I'm rich, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's him. So, so when he leaned out of the car like that, that's the first thing I thought of. So, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, Kima and Carver pull him over. Mm. They get a big bag of cash out of there. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. And uh, mm. they bring him in. Yeah. They find out he's Clay Davis's driver, who was at the fundraiser along with. Day Day, who drove him there, yep. apparently. Yep. And um, so they bring him in. But we'll get to the down, to the precinct in a second. I just want to interject one thing. Meanwhile, <laughs> Avon invites Orlando up to the office with oh. Stringer. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to ask you what you thought. Because they never really showed how Avon got that information. Mm-hmm. Now I tend to believe, knowing what we know about D'Angelo, that they probably got it from WeeBay or somebody. Yeah, like that. Yeah, with, with D'Angelo, I'm, I'm thinking this when when they said, "Yeah, you might want to ask your uncle," you know, about that. And yeah. I think that you know they were going out and they trying to check in with him early and all right. that stuff. And I think WeeBay said, "Yeah, your um your nephew going to ask you about this shit with Orlando." Right. right. Yeah. And, and, but the thing that I'm tripping off of is that. I thought Orlando was going to get much worse than what he got. Well, he just got his ass kicked. Yeah, well, well, he did because, and I thought it was very, it was written, the scene was written very well. Yeah, because Avon, why does he even de- deal with Orlando? Because he needs him he, on that license. That's right. He needs him on that license. He needs him at that bar. At the liquor that front, license. They, they, in that front, he needs that front constantly. Right. So they beat his ass through about, do your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do your job. Just do your job. Do your job. <laughs> You know, and I can, <laughs> and I can see from Avon's point of oh, view. Oh, that shit was funny, man. He and, said, "Just do your job." Do your job, and I can see from Avon's point of view because, really, if you think about it, now obviously Orlando has, you know, everyone. I guess he has bigger aspirations, or maybe he's not getting paid enough. Who knows? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who he, knows? He wants more. Yeah. Who knows? But, but. Given what he has to do, do which job, doesn't seem brother. much. Do your job, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, him, him, and Stringer threw him out at the same yeah. time. And well, the thing I liked is when he, uh, <laughs> when he comes down and sits down in the office. That look Stringer gives him, like you know, Avon's talking to him, but Stringer's just like gritting on him, man, yeah, like yeah. disgusted, you know. Oh man, that 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 that, that was wild. <laughs> yeah, because they really were like, man, just do your job. Do man. your job. And, oh you know, man. Oh gosh. Woo. But mm. I think Avon. I don't know, because you know, I'm not naive to the to the to the game. I mean, mm. Avon probably is taking advantage of him. However, yeah. I I hope he heard what Avon said because Avon said, look, if you need something, you should ask me for it first. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like he was constantly asking yeah, yeah, Avon, yeah. you know, I need this, I need that and all that. He didn't. You know, we don't see that. It's yeah. like it's like he it's like he just figured that he wouldn't get it maybe. Right. Maybe right. that's the case. Right. And then one thing we see Avon ain't about flash and everything. Right. He's about keeping the 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 actual foundation and the the whole operation steady right. Right. and secure. Yeah, yeah. And right. that's what like I said, we know that Stringer's smart, but goes back to what I first stated. I was like, if Stringer's that as smart as we he, he appears to be, yeah. Then Avon's got to be above level genius, you know. So I just <laughs> I, I mean. 
That's just the way I look yeah. at it. And, and, and scenes like this just kind of confirms it for me. Yeah. 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 So they got Day Day down at the precinct. Mm-hmm. And Daniels comes in. And they tell him, hey, we got 20 grand out this car. Mm. And he's like, who did it come from? And they said, dude in the office. And Daniels recognizes him from the party. Mm. He goes in there and kind of fucks with him with the Orioles line. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how he met him watching the Orioles on TV. Yep. And so... The next thing you know, very soon after Daniels finds out about this, you got the deputy of operations who comes in to Mm. see what's going on. Yeah. Now, apparently, from the reaction that everyone else has of his appearance, this is an unusual thing for him to show up all of a sudden. I mean, he he normally has no reason to be there. None whatsoever. And soon after, Burrell makes an appearance that we have to believe was called in by the deputy of operations. Yeah. And they're calling Daniels into the office to ask him, what's this all about? You brought him in here. On what charge? Civil forfeiture. Until he tells us a legitimate source for that money, we keep it. So you have no criminal charge? No. Just the money. Give it back. Sir? Give the man back his money. Sir, we pulled this off the wire. With one of our suspects telling another to expect the pickup, it's drug money in that car. Give him back his money. Write it up as an unwarranted car stop. There's no crime connected to the money. Right, right, right. He just had this very suspicious bag of money mm-hmm. that he happened to pick up outside of the one of the biggest drug spots in the city, but yeah. there was no crime there. was there. no crime, yeah. So he did. He told him to give him the money back. Mm. And uh, Daniels told him, you know, we did everything by the book. We got him on the wire, as a matter of fact. They mm. got Stringer on the wire telling him to come down there and pick up the money. Pick up that money. So it was related to the case. It was related to it the case. It was related to the case. So they've done everything by the case. They haven't charged him. However, you know how we're working this, Burrell, but it seems like shit is getting a little funny now because we got Day Day involved. Right. Yeah. You got one, well, yeah. And mm. who's the driver of a state senator? Our man, Clay yeah. Davis. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so mm. uh, Burrell uses a term that I'd never heard used. I don't think I've ever heard it used other than on the wire. I knew it exactly what he meant when he said it, what but he said, We did nothing wrong. You jacked up a senatorial aide. You went into his pocket, pulled out $20,000, and though there's no criminal charge, you think it wise to try to keep it. You shit all over yourself, all over me, all over this department. Now, I told you, no surprises, remember? I was like, damn. damn. He did say that. You shit all over yourself. Yeah. yeah. You. That shit was hard. Oh, man. That, yo, that, yo, yo, Howard. Yeah. Fletch, man. That shit was hard, man. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Man. And yeah. then he tells him, he breaks it down. He says, look. Damn, we got, we got oh. several great lines in yeah. this episode, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh. He, he tells him, look, all I asked you to do, all I asked you to do was get an arrest. In relationship to Avon Barksdale. That's all. That's all. Yeah. That's all this was been. He yeah, said, yeah. And he's like, now you're bringing me $20,000 from a state senator's driver. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You shit all over yourself. <laughs> yeah, you shit all over yourself. Oh, man. Yeah, so he has to give the money back. So. And this shit, I'm, I'm loving it. This is when the episode started getting good because I'm like, damn. 
they doing all this. Now where do they go? Yeah. Where do they go when Burrell does that to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, 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 but hold up. Before before we get to the next part, they, they, I think they go back to the party next, right? Well, no. For, there's a big scene right after that that's still in the precinct that's very important. Okay. All right. McNulty's pissed that yeah. they had to give this money back. So yeah. he stops Daniels by the elevator, and he's like, Hey. What the fuck? Let me guess, the deputy? How's he got onto this so quick? I told him. You told him? Why would he be fucking telling him? He's the deputy for operations, and I just jacked up an aide to a state senator. How do I not tell him? Yeah, Lieutenant, have you noticed there hasn't been a complaint so far from the senator? And you know why? Because what the fuck is his driver doing coming out of the high-rises carrying that kind of money? That's what I told the deputy. Yeah, and what did he say? We should mind our own business? Fucking give the man back his money and go the fuck away? Pretty much. Except he said a few things for my benefit, too. Like how I had shit all over him. Like how he was shutting us down the end of this week. The fuck he is. We're done. I go past Friday and I'm buried. He told me that. He's gonna bury you for what? You're doing your fucking job. <laughs> you think the job is gonna save me? You think it's gonna save you? Chain of command, detective. That's all I got from the deputy today. Chain of command? Well, did you tell your major about the senator's driver? Did you tell the colonel? No? Then where's your fucking chain of command? What's the shift lieutenant doing going up the back stairs to the deputy ops? And he, then he throws that chain of command line at McNulty. Mm -hmm. McNulty's like, well, if we're talking about chain of command, mm -hmm. you should have told the major mm -hmm. or the colonel about this. Yeah. But you went all the way up top. So what do they have on you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was like, what? And so he says, you know, I am nothing. You know, he leaves, you know. Yeah. Pissed. But, but he, it, but he paused for a minute. Right. He paused for right. a minute. So, right. so he, he, uh, you know, uh, he was on the right path. With yeah, that yeah. So McNulty knows this, and this is why McNulty's smarter than everyone else. He saw what happened, like more than anybody else, least yeah. articulate. He, he, he was able to spot it. He right was able then. to spot it right then. This, he was, I, he was, was able to identify it right there on the spot. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's why Burrell she's gonna shut this down because he's like, I'm not trying to get big guys. Uh, you know, in trouble behind this wire. Right, right, right. Now we go to the party. Oh, and, and, and they're back at this party. It was just something that was so funny because we hear, we hear fans of this team saying the same shit to the day. They have there watching the draft. They get back to this party, right? And, and they said, and the dude, I think Weebay said, he said, the Knicks done <laughs> fucked up their draft again. Yeah. He said, the Knicks yeah. done fucked up their draft again. But yeah. now, now, what, now, what is the trip, though, with this whole scene? Because this goes back to the celebration with Stinkum. Right. Getting, yeah. So, at first, we didn't talk about it first when, you know, they were at the party. You see them mess around these girls. Mm -hmm. they, they doing drugs, stuff that they know they're not supposed to oh, be doing. Man. Avon would be, like, just pissed seeing them do that shit. And they are buck wild. They are buck wild. Yeah. So, then you you see uh, Weebay with this chick takes her to the room, but they send D'Angelo out to go get some alcohol and everything. So when we get back, when they're watching the draft, it's like mm -hmm. the party's over. D'Angelo's like, yo, what 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 happened to the party? Mm -hmm. What happened to the party? And they are fucked up. Yeah, they they are so fucked up that D'Angelo puts the alcohol down as they're watching the NBA draft, which is I guess they're trying to give you a time when all this shit is happening, but right. they're watching the draft. He goes back to the room and he knows this girl ain't moving. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I said, I said, they done more than just fucked up. And then D'Angelo sees this 
And this girl this this is uh, all dead now. Goat runs with his girlfriend. Yeah. She's yeah. from the club and everything. Yeah. So so they're like, oh sh-. he's like, yo, this is we gotta handle this shit. Yeah. So But when he tells Weebay, Weebay just turns his head. He's like, Weebay saying, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah. but one other thing about that scene, this is the thing I wanted to point out, because I think whoever wrote this scene had to be or the writers involved, definitely NBA fans. Because yeah. the one person, yeah. the guy said, the Knicks done fucked up the draft. Then, yeah. when, during the time, and I only caught this on the third watch. Okay. I, okay, when uh, D'Angelo comes in and uh, discovers the girl, and mm-hmm. Weebay's sitting there in front of the TV set. Right. He's watching sports. The sportscaster on the TV says that the Wizards, they're doing all right right now. But they probably need to pick up a shooting guard because the shooting guard they have now is probably not going to be able to play all 82 games. <laughs> and that was Jordan. It was Jordan. It was Jordan. And I was trying, and, and I think that they, because I was trying to see if I recognized the voice, which I did not. Yeah. And I ha- and I have to believe because they never mentioned because if it was Jordan, they would say Michael Jordan. You know, if you're if you're doing a broadcast. Right. So I think that the showrunners. Put that fake broadcast on there to troll Jordan. I, that, and, 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 and that was a good one. But Jordan's like, yeah, I'm going to show y'all. Yeah, yeah but yeah. It, it was just funny, man. Yeah. Because yeah. I said, I said, hold up. This two, I said, that's Jordan. Yeah. I was like, I was like yeah. that's Jordan. Yeah. yeah, Jordan. That's right. But you know, a cast were saying that, you know, Jordan ain't, ain't going to be playing all, all those games. And he was like, yeah, whatever. I yeah. said, y'all got to stop talking shit about MJ like yeah. that. Y'all yeah. just piss him off and he's going to show you that you're wrong. Man, so. I mean, uh, just a quick aside. Jordan and I are the same age, and when I used to, I was now I'm a you know from DC. I'm a Wizards fan. I'm really a Bullets fan. I hate the name Wizards. <laughs> and I used to marvel at Jordan playing, not because he was as good as he was in Chicago, because he age. wasn't. But he was, yeah, he it was. was age. Look, dude, man, he was, we was the, at the game when he scored forty five. Was like forty four. Yeah. And my wife is upset because they stopped sending up the uh, the chicken strips. You know how good those chicken strips are. <laughs> she was like, "Why they shut down?" I said, "I said, babe, we're watching history right here. Yeah, we got this old forty year old man about to bust him for about fifty points yeah. right here. Yeah, I, I was, was just, I, not not only was he yeah the just scoring, mm-hmm. but the fact he could run up and down the court with nineteen year olds and twenty year olds was yeah. blowing my mind. Yeah, it was. I, I tell everybody, I said, "Do you realize how freaking incredible that was?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he old. Yeah. But I, I told everybody, it was like Jordan was like living out yeah. his high school yeah. fantasies to be like, because yeah. he was at he was at uh, he was at 18th Street Lounge like every chance he could get. Right. <laughs> I like smell cigars upstairs. Yeah. Oh, it's Jordan. We can't yeah. go. Understood. Fine. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. There are two players. Another side. There are two players. Now, this is unfortunately from the perspective of a Wizards fan because mm. we don't have much we can cheer about. But there are two players who were marvels at the age they were, end of their careers. But they put in work. Jordan mm-hmm. and Bernard King. I gotta say, I didn't go to say Bernard King. Bernard yeah. King. Yeah, I told my son, I said, Lewis, I said, if 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 Bernard had the medical technology today for his need back then, he would have kept doing work. Bernard was a beast. He's I'm, he's a forgotten man, man. That guy he's, he should be in the top fifty, I think, but he never he's not there. Man, he should because Bernard King was a beast. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're talking about the party and we're talking about the dead body. Yeah. Okay. So they, so they, they're, they're obviously going to have to do something with her. Yeah. They got okay. to. Yeah. So meanwhile, we go to uh, Marla Daniels and her husband. 
and she's his consulate. Yeah, uh, you notice how when he was talking to her, they first of all, I love how they went to this scene, showing him in his he's he's very he's more he's very gentlemanly. Like he's sitting yeah. there in his his house robe in his chair, having a drink, you know, going through the issue. Yeah, his his woman, and this um this is a true woman right here. She's got her man's back. And all that, yeah. And but plus, I love the fact that she's smart as fuck. Kind of reminds yeah. me of my wife. But anyway, yeah. It, she comes in there and says, "Okay, what's going on?" He starts to uh, tell her what's happening and everything. And and what was so cool is that she knows this shit is heavy. She takes his drink, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah. "Oh God, yeah. I, I lay it on me." I, you know, you know how dope that is. You know that. Yeah. That's the type of stuff, like, if I'm sitting here and I'm having some Ronza cop and I'm and my head is just spinning and I'm thinking of something and my woman comes in and sees that I'm just, you know, trying to deal with something, trying to think it through when it comes to my profession and she just sits there and grabs my drink. You know, that's, that's right there is probably like big time support right there. Yeah. It's just showing, okay, yeah, I got the time. Let's handle this. I just thought that was dope. That was... That was deep to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, he yeah. explains to her about the uh, that Burrell doesn't like the wire, and he's gonna shut the thing down. See, this is the thing that everyone knows and no one says. You follow the drugs, you get a drug case. You start following the money, you don't know where you're going. That's why they don't want wide taps or wide CIs, anything else they can't control. Because once that tape starts rolling, who the hell knows what's gonna be said? Mm-hmm. And he tells her what McNulty asked her, asked him at, when he was leaving. What did they have on him? And she said, she said it real funny, like, yeah. What did you say? What did you say? And <laughs> like, like good writers do, he doesn't answer. Yeah, yeah. So we still don't know really what's up with yeah, Daniel. Yeah, but it's something. It's something. We know now it's something. Yeah. 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 So that was that was a good scene. And this is what it gets real good because McNulty and was Kima's with him, right? Yeah. They go see his. They go see the judge. Yeah. They go see the judge. They tell the judge, look, you know what? We're about to get shut down. And the judge says some funny shit. This one will get another great line coming up later. But the judge is like, really? Yeah. But how many days did I, did I give, give you for this uh, tap? 60. Well, how many days have you had? About Probably about 40. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. then. So then he gets on the telephone. And he calls Burrell. And he goes through the whole thing about, I gave him 60 days. I'm on six days. Yeah. You know, he said, no, 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 no. Because look, if you shut this down on Friday, you're going to be in court on Monday for contempt. Yep. And then it, it just basically, okay, they still got their 60 days. And he hangs on the phone and he looks at Benolte Akima and he says, who's your daddy now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, who's your daddy? It was just like he... It's like he got off on doing that in front of Kima. Yeah, yeah. I don't like failing. Yeah, but I'm saying, but, like but, but see, after you told, pointed that out the last <laughs> time, it's like he's, when it comes to a fine woman. He likes it. He likes him impressive. He likes to do, he's like, he wasn't looking at McNulty. He was looking at Kima when he yeah. said that. Yeah, and you see McNulty's face. McNulty like rolls his eyes yeah. like, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they but they do need they do need him though. They do need him. Yeah, and he came through for him right he did there. Come so through. so they just like okay, fuck it, fine. All right. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Good. Yeah. So yeah. now here's 
another. This is a great episode. Let me just say, there's a lot of. Hey, we got four. Look, we got four. We got four one-liners right now yeah, yeah, that, a, that that could qualify for the best <laughs> of the show right now. So, so McNulty tail stringer because he has that license plate number that his kids got, mm-hmm. and he tails him. And he tells him all the way to Baltimore Community College. Mm, Baltimore, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he is taking a class in macroeconomics. Yep. And he's serious yeah. about it, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stringer's in there serious about it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, wife, my <laughs> wife said, she said, yeah, you can tell that he's a smart cat. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's smart, but uh, he's smart. And in the very next scene, which I'm going to talk about, but it, he, he's smart, but it, I think part of it's going to be his downfall. Okay. And also, also this kind of scene right here, for him to be trailed by McNulty kind of points out later why I'm kind of saying that, you know, how you can see how Avon is smarter. Right. You know, in terms of that, that street right. sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, see, Stringer has a belief that I think a lot of us have, that if you decide you're going to embrace part of the mainstream of society mm-hmm. that and get educated mm-hmm. that that's going to protect you somehow from the rest of it rubbing off on you like yeah, yeah. like i think that's that that's his what he's doing that's the ideology that, that, that yeah, has been proven yeah. to not be so so uh, solid in any type of foundation that actually you can depend upon yeah so yeah. Uh, but i think that's yeah. what stringer believes in so we and and why do I say that? Well, in the very next scene, we learn that Stringer Bell has a business. He has a printing business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes in and sees that some jobs weren't done. And we overheard when McNulty was standing outside of his classroom that they were going over elastic and inelastic products in his macroeconomics class. That's right, that's right. So yeah. he goes in, and the way he berates his workers who, oh, by the way, these aren't people he hired off of Indeed.com or something like nah, that. No, nah, these are cats in the, in the system. These are cats that, yeah, they, they just... They're working for them. Yeah, they, yeah they, he just pulled them off the west side and brought them in his printer yeah, business. Yeah. And so when he says, why aren't these jobs done? He's just there just like, fuck them. Yeah, they're like, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah, he's like, this shit is not supposed to be just a front. Right, this right. This shit he is supposed to run like a business. Right, so he's, yeah. he starts telling them about... You're not going to bring that corner bullshit up in here. You hear me? You know what we got here? We got an elastic product. You know what that means? That means when people can go elsewhere and get their printing and copying done, they're going to do it. You acting like we got an inelastic product and we don't. Now, I want this to run like a true fucking business. Not no front, not no bullshit. Understand me? I'm serious. What's Stringer talking about, huh? Yeah, that, and, and it just, I think it's just this is a little window into Stringer's head is going out of the game a mm, little bit. Yeah. And he wants to make a legitimate business, and that's good. Yeah. You know, but he's not necessarily talking about divesting, like, mm-hmm. out of the game. Mm-hmm. He's trying to uh, uh, just do both at the same time, and I think we're going to find that you can't put both feet. In yeah, the yeah, same yeah, world. yeah. He's, he, he's trying to make it so that legit business, he wants the legit business to be so so solid yeah. that they never question it being anything for money laundering. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he, but, in, but however, in doing that, he kind of loses a grip on the reality of who you're dealing with. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. leaves that, and he, and he takes away the way that you have to deal with that the proper way so that it keeps operating properly. So, yeah. 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 So, cause if he had dealt, if he had dealt with these printer guys, the way that 
he had dealt with those youngins who had messed up the count mm. in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> I believe, you know what? He, I got, believe, he got better results. He had gotten better he results. He got better results. He had yeah. gotten better yeah. results. Yeah. He needed to get some a different uh, pool of people yeah. to start talking to him about inelastic and elastic yeah, stuff. Yeah. So. so, you know, uh, the perfect kid that would be working there would be Wallace. Yeah. He, yeah. Would, be, he would be perfect Absolutely. in that system. Wallace, hey, even have D'Angelo run in that spot. That yeah, that would have been the best. Yeah, that would have been best. the best. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. You want to, okay, then put people in there and have that mindset, mm-hmm. but still understand what needs to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also, I want to. I would imagine, yeah, Avon has to know that place is there. Yeah. But he's saying he doesn't want it to be a front. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I guess he owns it independently of a from Avon. I guess that's his thing. Well, no, I think, no, I think that yeah, they both run it. Yeah. However, he wants it to run beyond what Avon. Avon just wants it to be the proper front. Right. Make it look good. Make sure that you know shit isn't suspicious, yeah. and let's keep the book straight. Right. And uh, and he's like looking at, hey, look, I wanted to run the way a business run, so they never look suspicious. So, right. Yeah. Well, they had that party mm-hmm. and a little lunch because Thinkum is going to get a new corner, but they got to take the corner first. Got to take the corner. So he and Weebay. They got to go up there and take the corner without Bird because Bird is locked up. Mm, it, it was so funny sitting in the car and everything. Yeah, Bird, he, they said Bird gets off on this shit. Yeah, well, you can tell. Bird gets off on being in the interrogation room. I mean, yeah, Bird, yeah. <laughs> Bird is just a, a mean dude, man. Way out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's way out of order. In fact, Bird probably could have taken care of that all by himself. You know what, Bird? Be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, Bird, go get the corner. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, so they come up with their little plan. Mm. You know, Weebae's going to take, going to kill this guy, Scar, and Weebae going to watch his back. Uh, pretending like he's going to cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, while Stinkum's on his way up there, Woo! Omar comes out the cut. Omar is, look, Omar knows what's going on. He yeah. knows what their next plan is going to be. Yeah. He knows what their next step is going to be. Yeah. So the whole time while they're sitting in the car, Omar is sitting in that shadow yeah. in, in front of that spot yeah. the entire time. Yeah, he steps ahead of them. He, 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 and then so as Stinkum, so as Weebay goes up behind those cats, so the stinker come up and get the drop on him. And stinker's walking. What the, what the Omar say? Yo, what's up? Now he's a hey now. He's a he's a hey now. <laughs> yeah. He's a uh oh boom. Yeah, and yeah. he got and, and and then from that point it was on. Yeah. And then then you got uh Weebay trying to fight and everything. But Omar man, this cat is everywhere. If there's a shot now, uh, I know this because I was an extra on one of these episodes in. The future. I'll tell you which one when we get to it. All right. But uh, they filmed this in Baltimore, on the streets of Baltimore. Yeah. Usually in the early, late night hours. Obviously, you got to film when people aren't out. Yeah. But the scene where there's a shot of Stinkum laying dead in the street and a rat runs across the street. Yeah. And I'm one, I wondered, I was like, were they just lucky enough to get a rat run across the street at that time? Uh, or did they have somebody set out to make a rat run across the street? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that was deep, that's a deep thought right there. But it was a good it was but a good it's shot. perfect though, because then yeah. you got then you also you got Omar because he's he's doing the whistling at that right, time. Right. And and and, and we been ain't moving. Yeah. We, yeah. We be is like, yo, Omar got people shook. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he's he yeah, we bay he and he tells we bay what? When you come at the king. You come at the king, you best better not miss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he said that right then, I was like, Woo Yeah. Mm. And and actually and he actually prefaces it by, here's the lesson, we bay, here's your lesson. 
Mm-hmm. Now, this episode's called Lessons, and there are a lot of lessons in this episode. Yeah, yeah. We, we keep coming through all of them. Yeah. I mean, so many yeah. of them, yeah. Yeah, but that was the chief F lesson. That was, that was the, the lesson <laughs> of lessons in this episode. Yeah. Yes, it was. I agree with you. And that, that whole yeah. scene was deep. Yeah, so as a result, Avon increases the bounty on Omar. To 10 grand. <laughs> to 10 grand. It's a dime on this cocksucker's head. One of you motherfuckers need to step up. Where you go with that? Maryland General walked up in there, told him I was on the corner, caught a stray. Police come talk to you? Just a roller, no homicide. Put it out there. Not just our people either. I'm talking about any nigga who want to step up. You put out the word. It's 10 on Omar or any motherfucker that's standing with Omar. Y'all niggas ain't got shit to do but be on this motherfucking hunt. Now be on it. All right. All right. All right. All right. When they're marching orders, they go out, and he uh, he's back in the office with Stringer. Yeah, but but Stringer's like, yo, man, we need to chill for a second. Yeah, Stringer's saying that they need to call a truce and let things just chill out a bit and let Omar catch Omar while he's slipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Avon's not really for it. Yeah, Avon <laughs> is listening to him, but yeah. he's like, mm, yeah, okay, I'm going to keep thinking on this shit for a minute. Well, the, the, the detail down at the precinct, mm-hmm. they find out that Stinkum's dead. <laughs> yeah, somebody's done shot Stinkum, and everyone knows that it was probably Omar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, they 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 know that. Oh man, we gotta go. Listen up, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so uh, they go looking out, looking for Omar. McNulty puts his a card on Omar's burnt out van, mm. and Omar comes in and talks to him. Yeah, but Omar denies involvement. <laughs> He's like, man. I want to kill that motherfucker. I'd do it. Yeah. 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 Not me. You know, Omar will, Omar, as, as it's obvious, he's, he's not stupid. No, no. You know, and if you're going to confess to, to, to actually committing a murder, the police detectives aren't the people to do that to. Yeah, yeah, you did. You do that to him. And yeah. what, what was dope, though, they, you know, they're saying, well, you didn't have fucked up our whole case by killing Stinkum. Mm-hmm. And so he looks over at the board. He looks at where Stinker was at on the board. Yeah. And he looks at all the other people that were connected. So he's like, okay, I can figure out another way to give you something. Yeah. Which, which I thought was dope. Yeah. yeah. He, so that, was a, that was a Kaiser Soze moment right yeah, there. That's right. That's, yeah. a, that's a Kaiser Soze moment. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. He saw uh, Orlando's club up mm. on the board. Mm-hmm. So that gave him an idea. But he also... He saw Orlando's club for another reason too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for himself. Yeah, right. No, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. that's where he, you know, he put the connection. Said this is somewhere involved. So let me go stake this place out. And he, even though he doesn't admit to the murders, he kind of tells the detectives that. Yeah, I did. I'm a, I'm a, I, but but in my day to day, I'm gonna take care of what I gotta take care of. You know, right. you under, you do understand that, right? Right, right, right. So and they have to let him go. So. uh so Chardine, who's been looking for a friend who was at WeeBay's party mm-hmm. and hasn't been at work and hasn't shown up for a long time, she asked D'Angelo about her. Yeah. It's like, you know, we don't, Keisha's her name. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't, they haven't seen Keisha. Yeah. And, and what's the deal? He said, he's, you know, she was sick. They took her to the hospital. Right. Yeah. Right. But then he follows up by saying, You know something? This game thing with my uncle might not be right for me, I'm thinking. Why you say that? Nothing good to it but the money. 
Sounds about like my job. I mean, you got people using each other, scamming each other, cutting each other up because they laid on the bill, shooting folks because might be a fucking dollar in it. I mean, get to some time like I, I can't even fucking breathe. Like I can't even get no air. And yeah. Keisha, unlike his the mother of his of his uh, baby, who we saw at the uh, at the restaurant, yeah, she probably would have tried to talk him out of that. Right, 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 <laughs> Cause, right. Because she likes the money involved. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you got to get out of it. Yeah, Sardine, she was like, yeah, yeah, you need to get out of that yeah. shit. Yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, and it kind of shocked him. He she said that. Mm. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Really? So, really? so he's thinking, well, hey, maybe I, maybe I can try to get out of this thing now before it gets too deep. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, back at the uh, precinct, Bunk tells McNulty that a cop named Ray Cole, he caught Stinkum's killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, now McNulty knows that it's Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has a good idea yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. Omar. Yeah. And this guy Ray Cole, even though he might have some sort of evidence that'll put the the, the murder on someone else, he said that listen, tell him that we're going to try to work something else. Yeah. And if he just doesn't do anything with that case, because it's going to mess up what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. we will give him another. We'll give him a collar down yeah. the line. We will give him something. Yeah. 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 You know. They're like, they're like, well, we know that ain't the case. And Bunk's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So Bunk goes into uh he goes into a serious binge. Woo, but uh Yeah, well they they go to the bar. They go to the bar, you know, they they talk start this conversation in the precinct. Yeah. But McNulty's like, hey, let's go let's go on down to the hey, bar. Let's do what we do, Bunk. Yeah, they let's go, do let's do what we do. Yeah, bro. so yeah. they go down the bar <laughs> and Bunk is lamenting about how he had to tell Cole not to go forward with this case that he thought he could go ahead and close. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's like, hey, man, it's just we got to do what we got to do. And they're getting slammed. Mm. <laughs> Big time. So Bunk sees a woman on the other side of the bar that's giving him eyes, too. And so he tells McNulty to call up his wife and tell him he has to work late. And McNulty's at first like, what? what? And he's like, dude, I had to lie about to the, to the officer about the Omar thing. You can do this for me, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's like, okay. So McNulty leaves to call up his wife and tell him you'll be late. And Bunk yeah, goes yeah. to get busy. Yeah, that shit was funny. But <laughs> this guy, Bunk is out there with his shit, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bunk is out there. Yeah. Uh, Kima, Kima also talks to Freeman because Kima is upset or worried because she thought that she caused Omar to uh, kill Stinkum. By right. by by volunteering, because he volunteered as an eyewitness mm-hmm. to that bird murder, right? And uh, he, she just thought she messed it up somehow, right? Right. That that they gave uh, uh, Omar open season to get rid of these guys, right? Right. And, and I mean, she kind of, I can see why she would feel that way. Yeah. However, Omar, the shit still would go down in, in another bad kind of way, right? So, so yeah. I mean, she shouldn't be doing that to herself. Yeah. So you know, Freeman said, "Look, that's what he said. Look, don't don't even trip." We're going to get this done even if we don't have to use Omar. And then he pulls out another angle. Right. Yeah, he pulls. And then this this scene was dope. When they pull, he's, he's talking about pulling out all those girls that work at, at Orlando's, uh-huh. looking at the different pictures, they're breaking it down. 
and he asked, you know, Kima, which girl would you try to turn? Yeah. And, and and she picked the one that he would have picked. And he said, why? And he and she couldn't really name why. He had reasons why. But she said, that's just your cop instinct. Yes, indeed. So at the end of the episode, uh, McNulty's called in the middle of the night. He's asleep by some somebody he doesn't know. He comes to find out it's a woman that <laughs> bunk. Took you know home from the bar. Well, he took well, the one, the one that you know he told in a cover for to cover for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he goes over to the woman's house. When McNulty shows up, Bunk is <laughs> drunk. Oh man, like big time drunk. And he burning his clothes in in, in her uh, bathroom. <laughs> yeah, clothes are burned up in the bathroom. He's sitting in his in his underwear <laughs> on the toilet. Oh man, and in her bathroom. In her bath, yeah, in her bathroom. He says he was burning up. The evidence, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for his wife, you know, because he he'd be no evidence of this woman he's on him. I don't need no, I don't need no bududi smell on yeah, my, yeah, on my clothes, or any, or any yeah. fibers or hair. Yeah, fiber, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, McNulty very gracefully. I thought he 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 was very good in this situation. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and because uh, because Bunk was way out of order, dude. I, I'm surprised she was the woman was as cool as she was. That's what. I, bro, that's let's just talk about that right there. <laughs> I'm glad you did that because I'm tripping off the fact that first of all it's just a one night stand yeah she really don't know him for jack but she was just like she done got what she wanted out of him i mean she's like she was okay and all that but yeah. she's like can you just get your friend the hell out of here yeah but it, it, it was just like she was so cool about this shit yeah and i'm sure she knows he's a cop by now you know yeah, yeah you know yeah, that yeah but I'm, I'm just saying by the time you fire starts getting involved you know, it seems like you'd be a little bit more panicked, you know. Even Nolte asking yo, Bunk, what were you gonna wear after you burnt your clothes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I, I pray to God, man, that I know nobody ever gets that drunk. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so well, yeah. McNulty takes Bunk and he gets him out somehow. Mm. And uh, luckily, we didn't have to see that part because I'm sure it took a while. I, yeah, that that definitely <laughs> took a while. That was, a, that, was a, that was like two episodes by itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he brings him back to his apartment and he puts him to bed in the bunk beds that he for, for built, his, uh, built for, for his sons. His sons, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The IKEA bunk beds. Yeah, you know, and then I was kind of shocked. So okay, from when you saw it when he opened it up yeah. a couple episodes ago. You're looking at it now, like, well, okay, that ain't bad. Yeah, he figured it out. Yeah, yeah. But like, he was, but he was drunk trying to put it together. Trying to put it together, yeah. which is kind of symbolic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, do you really trust this bed right now? But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but but bunk, bunk. When he's leaving the room, bunk mumbles to him. Uh, hey, Jimmy, you know something? You're no good for people, man. I mean, damn. Everybody around you, Christ. Yeah, I tripped off of that, and there was a one time when Jimmy was actually being good for somebody. Yeah, he was. You know, he was. So, he was. I'm like, because Bunk, you're being an asshole right now. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, we're gonna take a break and come back. I'm gonna talk about this good wine we're drinking here. All right. Right, well, this wine that we are enjoying today mm-hmm. comes from Bordy Vineyards. And Bordy is in Baltimore County in uh, 
Hides, Maryland. Mm. It's one of the older, uh, you know, vineyards in uh, Maryland. Mm. Uh, it's um, and Bordy, like a lot of vineyards in Maryland, they made their name at first with fruit wine because Maryland wasn't a big grape state. It's not like Virginia. Okay. Uh, they grapes have been grown here for since the 1800s, and some on this very farm, but. For the most part, most of the wine that came out of Maryland was your peach wine and fruit mm-hmm. wines and sweet wines. And, and Bordy made those. Gotcha. Uh, but in the last 20 years, they have um, cultivated some grapes in Frederick County, also some that are still in the Baltimore County area. And mm. they've invested in making some Bordeaux-style dry wines, which are pretty good. Well, you know what? Based on that alone, you get... I, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that, especially with this wine right here. Yeah, now this one, unfortunately, we it probably should have been decanted and allowed to breathe much longer than we gave it today. Mm-hmm. But tight schedules that we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to do it. You know what, you got a very good point, because right now it definitely does have a better flavor now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It does. Now, yeah. yeah, this is a bottle I've had for a little, little while. Like I said, it's 2014, and definitely probably need to be opened up a, a, for a little longer. Now, the notes I'm going to read are from the 2015. Now, 2015 was a good year, good vintage in this area. I okay. mean, it did all the right balance of, of rain and sun and the grapes were allowed to struggle and all those good things that uh, winemakers like in their grapes. This is a 2014. This was the year before, which was a good year. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to read these, and they're going to. Reason I decided I couldn't find the notes actually for the 2014. Reason I'm re- reading these 2015 notes mm-hmm. is because they allude to the 2014, which we're drinking. So anyway, okay. The uh. 2015 was an, it got 90 points from James Suckling. So this isn't that vintage, but um, anyway, this from the same same vine. Anyway, mm. Uh, it says, with an alluring, dense purple hue, the 2015, like I said, that's the, the year after this one, Cabernet Franc Reserve displays aromas of graphite, black pepper, leather, and black fruit undertones. The 2015 was con- is considerably warmer than the 2014, which we're drinking, which, you, which I can believe because this is a little light. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. A little yeah. light. Yeah. Resulting in more concentration and extraction of color and tannin. The fruit was handpicked and sorted in mid-October. That, that's the same with this. Cold soaked for five days and pumped over three times daily until fermentation was complete. The wine was left on skins for several weeks before being pressed into select French barrels. Hmm. So, um, so, so you know what, man? I'm going to need you to start reading these breakdowns beforehand because when you read the breakdowns, I then see what they're talking about. Yeah, You know, I, I, I can... I can definitely see that. Now, I wish we did have the 15, but with the 14, based on what they're talking about, I can get an understanding that the, the 15 would probably be more to more to my liking. However, yeah. this, after we let it breathe, uh-huh. which I'm finding out with a lot of some of these uh, these reds and sometimes with some red blends, yeah. you really got to let it breathe sometimes. Yeah, some, yeah. some are just, just fantastic from as soon as you open it, you're like, wow. Well, what you're going to find and what I've, I've found, my experience mm. has been, those that come that are really good straight out of the bottle, you don't have to give them that much air, are usually from California. See, California has some really big, bold fruit. Man, see, California's just making everybody else look bad, man. No, no, no. It's because our 
our American palates are used to that. That's the deal. Oh, that's what it is? Well, right, then okay. it's been explained okay. to me. I'm not going to try right. to front like I'm a wine connoisseur. No, but, 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 but it's but, so when they broke it down to you, explain but, it to me now. Pass okay, me French now. wine, French wine. This wine that's in this in this area okay. is much like Bordeaux wine in the Bordeaux Valley of France. And it's more elegant. It has more undertone. It's more understated. There are a lot of when you when you read these notes, you talk about you know the front note has this, and then the finish has that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot what what it's like. Okay. In California, you know most of those things like the cab sauv that comes out of California, the 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 all of the Bordeaux reds that come out of California are big and strong and bold, and that's why, that's how I got introduced to wine. So yeah. if you're used to that in your palate, and that's the wine you like, and then all of a sudden you're confronted with this wine, yeah. you might say. I don't know. Yeah, because what you just said, when, when like you're talking about those California reds, that mm-hmm. big bowl, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. And, and that just goes so well with my back deck. Yeah. So when, whenever we're talking about the, the, see me, honestly, I really would like to, like Black Anchor, we like this. And mm-hmm. now with the Bordy, I want to, I think we should try another one mm-hmm. again from Bordy because mm-hmm. I'm starting to see, once again, after you describe it, how it feels. And for me, the guys that I would want to introduce to these wines, I'm going to say, hey, look, you're a cigar smoker like me. Try this cigar with it as well. Yeah. You know, that's the way I look at it. Because honestly, for me, wine is is a true creative spirit for me. Uh-huh. When I'm on my back deck having a cigar, wine allows me to the, the, just, especially with a red with a, a full body cigar like I like to smoke, it just makes it very. It makes it very smooth. It makes your my my whole creative process come across better. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna make a, a like a, a, a non scientific <laughs> generalization, mm. but this is just what I think, and I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, the French make their wine to go with food. It's to complement meals. Mm. I mean, I'm not now other than like this. I'm not talking about champagne and stuff like that. I'm talking about red table wine like this. Yeah. yeah. They make that for food for for go with meals. Mm. Whereas uh, Americans do a lot more drinking just to drink. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, you know, Amen. I mean, I mean, it's true. They true. just do. Yeah. It's especially wine. And so that's why that California wine probably goes better with just sitting down and soaking a cigar and you know, maybe just a couple of finger food and that type of thing. But when you're sitting down and eating a full meal, I think you may find that French Bordeaux style wine will complement that dish better than a very powerful red wine from California. Mm. You know, because it's going to overpower the food. That's profound, my man. Oh, well, <laughs> that's profound. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, hey, I think that's why I like the movie Sideways. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll, I'll confess this. That's one of those movies I have not watched the whole thing. I never watched all of Sideways. You never watched all of Sideways? I know. And a lot uh, of people think, oh, I can't believe that might Dude, might. you missing out on a yeah. bunch. Look, you got me to watch that video yesterday all the yeah, way okay. through. And I'm glad you did. No, I'm glad you did okay, because okay. I thought it was great. Yeah. You got to, the same principle applies here. Yeah. I know that the first part of Sideways, because I did the same thing. Look, no, I didn't, I, I haven't bailed on Sideways. No, I, I didn't bail on it. Sideways. I just, yeah. I got drunk oh. the first, I mean, I'm like, you know, like people say drink some wine with, but when you watch the movie all the way through, right. you're going to have some of the best laughs you ever had yeah. in your life. Well, the only part of Sideways that I've seen is the part where a dude drinks the, like the pour out jug in the, in the, in the tasting room. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
you know, that's because uh, he keeps. I'm gonna call your girlfriend and tell her make make Howard watch. Yeah, oh, she know. always tells me all the time. Dude, you then know, then why you're not listening to? Her? I'm gonna yeah, tell Joe. my wife to say that yeah, to you yeah, too as yeah, well, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> man, <laughs> look, the movie is hilarious. I have it on my DVR at home. I mean, trust me, I just haven't done it. I you got it on your DVR at home and you still haven't seen it. Yes, I'll confess. All right, okay. Let's 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 break down the show, man, because I'm still tripping. You ain't seen. We're you talking about these great wines and you haven't seen that movie all the no, way through. No, no. All right, I'll let it go. All right, all right. well, let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. Are there any main themes to this episode that you particularly saw or you liked? Or First of all, the, the, the whole aspect about lessons. I mean, it's constantly throughout this whole whole episode. Just, you know, because think about this with the judge. Prior to, he said, Minolte, you have a problem. Come to me about this shit, mm-hmm. you know? And we were both, you know, susceptible, you know, skeptical about that. Then you look at with his wife, Daniels with his wife, how they interact, you know, that, that you know, she's going to help him be able to get through those type of things. She's going to listen. Then, then you look at Orlando getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Freaking idiot! I mean, <laughs> and, and what and what and, and I mean, string Avon told Orlando the same thing that the judge told Minolte before. You need something to come and ask me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the the whole thing about the theme, the, the theme of, of lessons. Yeah, is perfect for this episode because plus Stringer goes to the community college. And, and, bam. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all throughout this episode. Yeah. 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 And then he's trying to teach the young bucks. And then we got we got Wallace teaching the young girl, you know, how to solve world problems. And but he just which was yeah. genius, he substituted, you know, can we put this in drug form for you? Yeah. And she, she, I never you know That was dope. <laughs> this time watching, this is my third time through after a long period. Of not, you know, it's been probably 12 years since I've watched The Wire before. But I, Wallace, I never, it, it, I always was sad about Wallace, but he's a tragic character, man. I never really. He is, man. I never really saw as much. He's the biggest waste on the in the whole that show. Man, the, especially when you see like D talking to him, man. And yeah, it, 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 can, it can depress you, man. Yeah. Yeah. It really can depress you, especially. In this episode and what we talk about next week, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it just really, yeah, I agree with you, man. He is tragic, yeah, because there's so much potential there for him. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's a, <laughs> yeah. and it's but it's amazing to me is that he and Poot, well, you know, look, I my one of my best friends is we're very different people, but he and Poot are like so different. Yeah, you know, they're so different, <laughs> they're but yeah, so different. They 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 know each other. Yeah, they're good friends. I mean, they're good. Yeah, friends. they know each other. They got yeah. each other. I mean, they know each other, man. Which I think is is, I mean, everybody has got a friend that that can that you had your whole life. Yeah, you can relate to those two. Yeah, yeah, very much. Mm. All right, well, let's get let's get to these questions, man. Let's get to these categories. All right, hit me with them, man. All right, hit, what hit what was your favorite scene in this? In this <sighs> Oh man, if I gotta pick one, <clears throat> guys, there's so many. I'm gonna go ahead and go with what we talked about earlier. Just, just with Wallace and 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 the and the young girl, just just breaking him, being exhausted but still helping her with the homework. Yeah. And 
the way that he was able to relate it to her, that 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 was like one of that scene right there was just just was just profound. Yeah. I know I use that word a lot, but but some some of these scenes that just shock you because that's what happens in these situations. They related to what they got to deal with every day that depends on their survival. Right. And that's what this young girl was able to do. So I just thought that that was dope. Oh, I thought it was a very good scene, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 but I did have another scene that came okay. second to that. It was when they went to go get the pit. They wanted to get the, I mean, with yeah. them, it, it was just like a scene you hanging out with your fellas. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I just thought that was cool. Yeah, that was that's my scene. That was my scene. The okay, scene. all right. Yeah, and yeah, and I yeah. and I agree with you because yeah, especially other than D'Angelo, because we've seen D'Angelo in his off time already, and we know that D'Angelo isn't really, you know, built to do a lot of the things you have to do in this game. Right. But we saw Brandon. We saw what Stinkum and We Bay do. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we, you know, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, these guys are just, you would never know for them to just be sitting there hanging out, just kicking like good fellas like that. I just thought that was cool, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it made me hungry. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, the food was like, like, yeah, you know what? I might have to go do that. You know, (laughs) it's definitely a commercial. This uh, whole series for food in Baltimore. It is. Yeah, yeah. That that was. That really was. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and also the lake trout when he before when when D'Angelo went to go get a lake trout sub. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's. I wanted to get that too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they do be dropping food on you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah how you right? Me like they be dropping food on you, like <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, you, yeah. Like yeah. why are you bringing that up, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's good. It's good. It's good. All right. Yeah. Was there anything that was uh, unbelievable in this episode, or you weren't okay with? Uh, um, um, unbelievable. I just, I, I, at first you don't see it happening, but then when you realize how Avon is, mm-hmm. you can see him doing it that way. Just, just. Orlando, I mean, they just beat his ass just right. to teach him a lesson. Right. You know, I, I, because I, I thought when they found out they was gonna kill his ass. Right. That's that's me, but, yeah. but I just is it unbelievable? It's unbelievable, but believable at the same time. You know, because I'm like, wow, you really gonna be that diligent about the about the business? So I just thought it was cool. Yeah. No, and, th- and, and then later on in the episode, it's like. This shit just didn't happen. You know, it's like yeah. that was part of, you know, it's like a family member getting in an argument. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I liked it. Uh, yeah. To answer the first question, no, I didn't find anything unbelievable in this one either. I think it showed just how controlled Avon is. Yeah. It really did. You know, he is, he is smart. He is the smartest yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was very good. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do your job. Yeah. So. Oh man. <laughs> so who? I think I know the answer. Who is the Simon and BC of this episode? Who is the MVP? I'm giving it to the judge. I'm giving, I'm giving, that's a probably yeah. That's a, that wasn't my answer. But that's just a good answer. No, I'm giving it to the judge. He just who's your daddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good answer. He did trump him. That's yeah, I mean, he used that, that term. But, and, but but it's how he was on the phone with Burrell, especially after the yeah. way Burrell just dogged Daniels out. Right. I just thought that shit, I said, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, 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 yeah. The judge gets it for this. The judge this. is probably the more thought out answer. That was a good answer. Uh-huh. I was going to give the obvious one to me. The obvious one was Omar. Uh-huh. Because Omar was just steps ahead of them. He's you know? always Omar. Look, look. 
it would have been very easy to give it to Omar. Yeah, I thought yeah. about that. Yeah, that's but, but it, it's just that the fact that the, you want everybody to keep going on right. this shit right. and for the judge to step in like he did and yep. how he did it. Yeah. Even though we know why he did it was to impress Keemet, he's got a real issue, man. He's really need he really needs to sit down with social services and talk about the issues that he has with trying to impress beautiful women because it was obvious yeah. that's why he did it. It's like, and it's also it's like he gets he gets envious because Minoti gets to hang with these women yeah. and be around these women yeah. and he doesn't. Yeah, you know, it, and and McNulty probably does the deed with most of these women, other than Kima. Yeah, 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 and, and that is just thought it was a trip, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was a trip. Yeah. But but I, I but I tell you this is something I, I love as well, and I, I always told my wife this. I said, sweetheart, no matter what you may think, no matter what anybody may think in this world, when it comes to beautiful black women, white men will let you know that they're be- that they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I was talking to about that with Grace Jones. I was talking to about that with like Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. And I said, when you see in this episode, the judge don't give a damn about that she might be gay. Mm-hmm. He just knows that she is fine. I, I'll tell you what, I got into, this is going to be off topic too, but I got in this conversation <laughs> the other day about this movie Strange Days. I don't know if you ever seen Strange oh, Days. Oh, I love Strange Days. With a guy. Yeah. Who, uh, who's, a white, who's a white guy. Yeah, yeah. But and it's also got Angela Bassett in it. Dude was like, he would not get off of Angela Bassett. Yeah. I was like, what are we talking about here? He yeah. was just like, oh man, she looks so good in there, man. Dude, man, uh, look, man, I, I, I've had guys <laughs> of all ethnic backgrounds when talking about Strange Days, guys in the 90s, you know, right. so I'm doing a bunch of gigs and I'd be doing gigs in Caspi. I remember when Strange Days came out because Vincent D'Onofrio was in that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and everybody was like, damn, <laughs> Tina Turner is fine. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I said, and look, homeboy knows that too. Yeah. I, said, I said, look, but it, I tell everybody, I said, when it comes to beauty, beauty is beauty. I yeah. said, why do you think Mark Anthony and Cass were crazy over Cleopatra? It's just yeah. she fine. Yeah. You know, beauty, yeah. and, beauty, and, and, yeah. and you see, but the judge is that way. Yeah. The judge is like, wow. Yeah. You know, when, when it comes to all the, the redhead, yeah. he's like, Whoa, oh, the prospect, yeah. oh. Yeah. he goes crazy. And then, then when he did that with, in front of Kima, then he said, who's your daddy now? Yeah. Dude, that was just, look, <laughs> I, I I said that it just testosterone levels just a little bit higher than Omar's in this episode. Yeah. So that, that's why I gave it to the judge. <laughs> yeah, no, the judge, no, that was good. That was a good answer. That yeah, was a good answer. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, did you have a favorite line in this? Man, I got several favorite lines, man. Okay, cool. uh, first of all, who's your daddy? But the one that's okay. going to be the number one favorite line is by the young little girl when she said, Count can't be wrong. They fuck you up. Damn. He got, boy, you you got both of my lines. Not, no, no, I didn't have the use your daddy line, but that was my line. Yeah, I mean, Howard, how count can you not wrong, miss that, man? Count be wrong. They fuck you up. They fuck you up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was the line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was it, you know. Um, yeah, that was the line. That was the line. Okay. Hands down, man. But the youngest person on the episode gave us the best line. Yeah. And because it was real, it was like kids are always honest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll find that in this series that you you know some of the best lines are delivered by people who are. That's the only time you see them. I mean, yeah. they're just you know 
you, they're not necessarily extras, but they're, they're like all, they, they they like show up like easy reader yeah, every now and then and right. give you a good line. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the next question has to do with the orange couch D'Angelo scene because I is there any gear or tech that you thought was I, hidden? I, like I said, I just thought that I don't remember the shirt. Do you what is it, it? He had on like it was like a what what he's sporting is like. A T-shirt, but it's like a rib T-shirt. Hmm. You know, it's short sleeve. It can go to. The, it can go from like. You can be. It's you like can, striped. It's not striped. Okay. It's ribbed. Right. It's all solid color. All right. Short sleeve. Got a got a kind of like crew cut top to short to it, but right. it's the, it's what you could wear on Thursdays. All right. When when you have happy hour coming up, uh, you're at the job. You know what I'm saying? Thursday. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just it's that like okay, I'm going to work, but oh, we got happy hour kicking off at oh, five. Man. And 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 this girl and that girl oh. and these cats say they're gonna be there, so I, I can, gotta have my chill oh, on. I can follow Republic Gardens in this. The, bam! There you, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I can fall up in Republic. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And Damn. everybody, everybody know exactly what we're talking about. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, right. you, you nailed it with that, Republic Gardens. Yeah. Right. yeah, it is definitely, it is definitely U Street corridor type of funk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, you stop at Florida Avenue Grill, gives you something to eat. Then you go to, then you go down the street, maybe we'll hit Bohemian Cavern when it was hopping. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, that's what it was like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's the shirt. Oh man. Yeah, you 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 saw what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I did because okay. uh, uh, I used to make that little. I didn't. I know always go down to Bohemian Ca- Cavern, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, Republic Gardens, and I fall in State of the Union when I was really drunk. Yeah, and then leave State of the Union. There's this little carryout place next door, and I finish up the night there. See, see, we're we're talking the same language. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people in DMV can agree with us yeah. right there on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there any music in the episode? What what, what the music that I was tripping off of was was definitely when they were uh up in the bar up in the bar when um when they when hold let me pull it up it was a spot in the bar when they were when they were hanging out no not in the bar at the party okay. where they had everybody at the party was getting right. drunk all that stuff was just taking me back right. to to early 2000s when when you had all the artists cuz i think I think they played, um, I can't remember Homegirl's name, but they played a bunch of stuff in there, but it was just that whole party scene. It just reminded me of just the club scene in the DMV right? between like 2000 and 2005. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's that that whole thing with them watching the NBA finals and I mean, uh, the uh, the draft and all that. Right. It, it, it just, it was, the, it was that vibe. It, yeah. it was that, um, it was that, I wouldn't say hot ninety nine five sound. Nah, it was more like it was like ninety three point nine when Russ Parr was in his uh, groove. K Y S. You know? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> it was like around that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you know, the only music I had and this is going to like is going to yeah, it's going to it's going to age me and it's going to like who knows. But anyway, when they're in the and I only start, noticed this on the third watch again mm-hmm. when they were getting the pit beef. Ah, they had that Glenn Campbell channel on my mind. Yes, <laughs> in the background. I didn't even recognize, but you, as soon as you, uh, yeah, I was like, I guess that's what made that scene feel so cool. Yeah, I was like, I was like, listen, I was like, wait, what are they playing? And I was like, that's Glenn Campbell. Howard, man, you know what it would have been great, man, if we could do an episode of one of those pit spots, man, of the 
Mm-hmm. We need to see about reaching out to them, doing one of those episodes in one of the pit spots, yeah. but letting us bring one of our wines up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll that, that'll come off. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there anything we missed? Did we miss anything? You know what, man? We didn't really miss anything. We we might want to kind of go back to to the way that they 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 talk to um to his girl though. But is that the next scene? When they when they when they go after his girl, when they go after D's girl. Oh, no, that's next. That's next one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah that's okay. next one. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the part of the show where I usually talk way longer than I'm, I need to, and I'm going to make it real short this time. We want you to contact us and give us input on the show. We want you to let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like us to do. And so you get all of our contact information is in the show notes. Because if you're listening to us, you saw you got us on one of some podcast platform and they all have show notes. So our email addresses are on those is in the show notes. And our uh, social media is at Vivo uh, Vino Convo uh, at Twitter, Instagram or TikTok. And uh, we have yet to do a TikTok. <laughs> look, look, hold up. Now, we're going to be doing a TikTok within the next two weeks. The main yeah. reason we haven't done TikToks is because we want to get more footage inside the studio when we're actually working on this. Yeah. And so once I'm able to bring in somebody in the studio to handle cameras for us, then we're going to get that done. So please know that we are going to be coming with that soon. All right? But if you do know of a winery or a brewery in the DMV that like would like us to highlight what they're doing, please let us know. We're happy to do that. Also, if you want to, if you're outside the DMV, you want to send us a bottle, reach out. We'll figure out a way to get that to us, and we'll talk about that on the show. And finally, we'd like someone to come to be with us on the show. We have some people lined up. But well, we wanted- one, one person we got lined up, her name's Taryn Bradley. I'm working on her right now, and she is... She's an event planner in the DMV. She loves the show. She loves great wines, and she loves what we're doing. And so I'm doing this little piece right here because uh, hopefully she will be on the show pretty soon because she likes what we're doing. So I'd like her to be here. So we're we're looking at um, probably maybe in um, probably maybe the fourth episode after this one we'll have her here, and then once we get her here, hopefully you'll be here as well after that. So okay. there you go. All right, you got anything else? That's it, my man. I just hope everybody enjoyed this episode. As look, I'm always want to talk. This show has got me riled up. I'm loving this. This episode <laughs> right here was all that. So I can't wait for next week to talk about the next one. All right. Take care, y'all. Be safe. See you next time. We out. What are you saying? No. Goddamn right. Why you got something on you? Say so you got the deputy's ear, what the fuck's he got on you? <laughs>